You were not made to blend in. You were made to stand out. I just recently heard this thing in um, in Australia where they have these poppies that grow everywhere and there are some that grow higher than the rest. And so what they do is they actually go and cut all the ones that are standing out so everything blends in. And when I heard that, they, the analogy that they used is that you know, in a group setting or in a, in a team setting, um, or in like a business setting, um, you know, we don't in Australia, how they kind of live is we don't want one person to stand out above the rest. We want it to be a team. We want everyone to be a team and, and no one to outdo the other. Or, um, it, it talked a lot about humility. Um, you know, we don't want people that are, you know, super arrogant and standing out above the crowd, but we want them to all, you know, be a team. And, I was thinking about that aspect. I was like, yeah, I, I can get behind that for sure. You know, that you don't want people to all be arrogant or having someone, you know, that's like, I'm the team captain and I'm the best and all that. And then that's what I'm trying to teach my oldest son, right? It's like, be humble and be kind and, and don't be, you know, like I'm the best and y'all are losers, right? But then I started thinking about that analogy and how, you know, they go and they cut out the poppies that are standing up above the rest. Maybe they grew faster than the other, or maybe they're just, you know, they, whatever, for whatever reason, those poppies grew more than the rest. And, and rather than letting those stand out and shine, they, they cut them down. And on one hand, I can see it for an analogy of the humility and you're not supposed to be arrogant and you're supposed to be a team player. But today I want to talk about what actually it hit my spirit, which was how dare you try to make me lesser than to fit into what you can't see God is taking me. How many times in your life, in my life, I'm going to share how I've had people, I have shared a vision with them. I've shared something that I feel in my spirit I want to go and do. And it is big. It's so big. And it's not in the poppy field where everything blends in. It is like above. It is where I'm going to go and soar. And people try to cut you down, right? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You need to come down here to our level. You need to come down here to our level where our poppies are. Because that's like, whoa, and then you're going to stand out above the rest and you're going to be this and you're going to do that. And coming from my small town, which is where I grew up, I grew up in a really, really small town in California, in Northern California. And my small town, it was like me wanting to be, you know, I would say I want to be a hairstylist to the stars and I'm going to get out of this place and I'm going to be something. I'm going to do something with my life. And it was like, whoa, whoa. And a lot of my friends and a lot of people where I'm from, it was like, you're supposed to get married. You're supposed to pop out kids. You're supposed to be home and knit. (laughs) And I'm like, that's not me. Like, that's not Natalie Flowers. Like, I am born and created to stand out. I'm not born and created to blend in. And I want to give you this beautiful vision of these poppies and that you are not created to just blend in, that you're just, that God did not create you just to be like, you're a part of the field. He created you to stand out and be the thing that he's called you to be. You have purpose in you. You have, you have these, these gifts that God has put in you to use. And when you don't use them, You are just part of the field. But what if God has called you to rise up and be different? And it's it's gonna stand out. You're gonna stand out because you're not like the rest. And don't allow people to cut you down 
to bring you to their level. It's not their vision. It's not their story. It's not their life. So I want to give you the most coolest story to kind of give you this analogy where I learned it firsthand about vision and how your vision, your life, right? And how some people, because it's not their vision and because it's not their life, they can't catch it because it's not for them. It's for you. It's for you to see. It's for you to catch. I went to Africa and I've shared the story several times, but I just feel the need to share it again. I went to Africa almost now eight years ago, I think it was now. And we went to Sierra Leone, Africa, which is one of the poorest countries. And it was the, it was the most amazing, amazing experience, honestly, of my life. Being in a place where you go and you feel like you're going to be blessed. I mean, you're going to be a blessing. Like you're going to go there and you're going to touch these people's lives. You're going to bring money. You're going to bring all these things and you're going to serve. But when you leave, you realized how much they actually blessed you and that they showed you pure joy, pure love. They don't have anything, anything. They, they have the shirt on their backs and a cardboard box over their head. And they're the most happiest, pure, joy-filled people I have ever met in my entire life, in my entire life. And I just was so, it's an experience I'll never forget. And it also put in me to build these clean water wells. But I want to share with you a story from the pastor of an orphanage. We were walking up this hill and as we were walking with the pastor all over the city of Sierra Leone, it was dirty and people were, you know, just sitting all over the city with trash and very skinny dogs rummaging around for trash and kids with, you know, flies on them, like the whole thing, you guys, like the whole thing. And we get to the top of this mountain and my heart is just like breaking. Like it's, it's literally ripping. Like I just want to sit and ugly cry. Like what in the world? Like how how do I even begin to help these people, you know? And we go to the top of the mountain and there's like, like I said, there's, there's, well, first of all, there's like, they have like, I think like once a week or something, they burn their trash because they don't have like someone that actually takes their trash. So there's like burning piles of trash all over the place. And I see the pastor and he's looking out over this mountain and it's not a view of like a waterfall or beautiful mountain peaks. It's, it's a place where you just want to sit and cry because your heart breaks for what you're seeing. And what I was seeing with my eyes was trash everywhere. People, you know, just, I mean, thousands, if not millions of people everywhere with just a shirt on their back, burning trash, trash everywhere. The smell is horrific. I mean, the whole thing. And I think the pastor could tell that I was seeing this and it breaking my heart. And the pastor looked at me and he said, you know what I see? And he starts to tell me what he sees. He says, I see people thriving. And he starts to just share about his people and the city and buildings and water and just he begins to paint this most beautiful picture 
of Sierra Leone that is not visible by your eyes. For sure, he was seeing this in his spirit, in his heart, in his mind. And he just begins to paint this beautiful picture of this place. And after he was done, he looks at me. He says, you don't see it. You're not supposed to. My vision, I have to see it. And then he looks at me and he says, I have to see it so that I can believe it, so that I can achieve it. That's where it hit me. I mean, like, hit me. I don't see what he sees, but I did see water during that trip and and the the weeks that I was there. God began to speak to me about I I could physically I could literally see wells where God was going to help me and use me to build these wells all over, like all over the world where they do not have clean water to drink. And I could see it. Like, I literally could see it. And I just started to think, like, that's what it, that's what it looks like. It, it's where I don't, I don't catch his vision, vision because that's not what God is calling me to do. He's not, he's not calling me to live here in Sierra Leone and build this place to this beautiful city. And all those, he isn't calling me to do that. So he's not giving me the vision for it. So, but it's not my job to cut the pastor down because I can't see it. See what I'm saying? My job is to say, amen, bro, you go get that. If you see it, go get that. And then when God gives you your vision, you're going to go and share with other people and they're going to be like, I don't get it. I like clean water wells all over the world. Like your goal is to make sure that everybody has clean water. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. You're not supposed to. It's not for you. It's not for you. But God has a vision for you and for you and for you and for you. And the problem is a lot of us, we begin to go share it, right? We go share with all these people and then we get upset or we get offended or hurt when they try to cut us down to the level that they're at. It's not their vision. Why? Because God isn't asking them to do it, fulfill it, and become it. He's calling you to. So, so many times what we do is we're a field of poppies when we all blend in and then God puts his vision in you and you look around and go, hey, I see, I see this like in the spirit and I see me becoming this. I see fulfilling this. I see going and doing this, but it's going to make me stand out. And then people are going to cut me down to bring me back to their level. So where, where, then you have to make a choice, right? Where's, where are you at? Are you going to be okay standing out to go and fulfill the dreams that are in you? Or are you going to allow other people's lack a vision because they don't have it for your vision because it's yours. People can only see what they see for themselves. The best, I've done this before in a training before, is putting glasses on that have these like little pictures in the inside and you're like, oh, 
Sally, can you see this like picture? I'm seeing like these trees and this and that. And you're sharing with her all these things that you see from the picture of the lens that are in your sunglasses. And she's like, uh, no girl, I just see you wearing sunglasses. And then you take off your glasses and you show her the pictures that you were looking at. And she goes, oh, wow, I didn't see that because that's only your vision. Only you could see it. I couldn't see. I could only see, I could only see you with the sunglasses on. But now that you take them off, I mean, now I can see it. And that's what it's like when you fulfill your dream. Wow, you know, Sally, I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> but now, I mean, now that you've achieved it, now that you've done it, now that you've fulfilled it, psh, I see it. I'm sorry I didn't see it before. It's okay. You see, you weren't supposed to because I had my shades on that were facing only me. But now that I've taken my shades off, now that I've become the thing that I told you I was going to become, now that I've fulfilled the thing that I told you I was going to fulfill, now you can see it. So you're going to now go chase your dream. Everybody's got lenses on that only the picture that you see is from God. And then it's up to you on fulfilling it. Don't let people cut you down. Don't let their lack of being able to see what you see cut you down to blend in with the poppies. You're supposed to stand out. You are not supposed to blend in.